0: Welcome to Still Dead from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and standard issue science nerd, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm researcher and antiquity of the rarest order, Dr. Kelly Jones. And we are here today to talk about Angels, Season 5, Episodes
1: 3 and 4, Unleashed, which is a skipper, and Hellbound, which is a watcher. I have Pilates at the crack of why am I awake, so let's raise the stakes. In Unleashed, Angel saves a woman named Nina from a werewolf attack, but not in time to prevent her from being bitten. Nina runs away and Angel is determined to find her before she can turn into a werewolf and kill someone else and help her adjust to her new reality. So the team hires Dr. Royce, a cryptozoologist, to help with the case. Gunn figures out how to find Nina using traffic cameras, but when Fred takes her home to get some of her belongings, they're attacked by a group of ninja-looking dudes and Nina is kidnapped. Turns out Dr. Royce doesn't just enjoy studying supernatural creatures, he's part of a gross exclusive club of people who enjoy eating them for dinner. And now Nina's on the menu. Angel and company bust up the dinner party just as Nina transforms and Wesley knocks her out with a trank gun, but not before Nina bites Dr. Royce, who Angel leaves with the dinner club to serve as next month's main course. Because apparently Angel's moral compass isn't working so well right now. Unleashed
0: aired on October 15th, 2003. It was directed by Marita Grabiak and written by Sarah Fane and Elizabeth Kraft. Okay, Dr. Jones, we are in season five. We are so glad to be in season five. <laughs> However, even a good season has its duds. Yes. <laughs> so on the perfect happiness scale with uh, Stake This at zero and Lost
1: Your Soul at six, where are you with Unleashed. So I gave this a 2.5. Um, mm-hmm. It probably would have been a 2 had it not been for season 4. you You're Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, I mean, season 5 started so strong. You know, the first yeah. two episodes were great. And now we're back to the damsel in distress of the week. Mm-hmm. An angel obsessively brooding over a pretty blonde while being a jerk to his friends. And I'm over it. Like yeah, the best parts of this episode were Gun Snark and Spike and Wesley's pen. So like mm-hmm. I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gave it like a three.
0: Uh-huh. I mean, like it. I, to, I mean, it wasn't like a terrible episode, and I think also that the that the stink of season four, which I can still smell. You know, like when, when, you know when you have like a skunk hits one of your animals and then you've got it in the house forever. And then even when <sighs> the smell is gone, you kind of still smell it for a while. That's sort of how season four is for me. So by comparison, I'm like, yeah, it's not too bad. But honestly, like the lesson about letting people in just felt totally tacked on. And I don't know. I didn't know it was possible for me to not care about someone as much as I don't care about Nina. Like the only thing that Nina has going for her is that she's beautiful. And there's one of the things that I absolutely hate about the way that women can be written sometimes. And this was written by women, so I don't even know what to say. But it's like... Her only real characteristic is that she's beautiful and she's a werewolf. Like, that's enough to make her interesting. She's got to have like a personality (laughs) and she has nothing. She is a dry piece of cardboard and that is it. So, I don't know. It's just, and then she's damseled and I'm so tired of the damseled women. She's a freaking superhero werewolf or whatever. Like, have her do something interesting or be interesting or something Um, I also don't care about Wesley's possessiveness with Fred um, but the Fred and Spike stuff and the Spike and Angel relationship stuff I really really liked.
1: Oh that's good and maybe you'll have like more moments of perfect happiness here than I did, but I was—I <laughs> I guess so. I just fell into that. Oh, come on, right? Space with mm-hmm. this, but mm-hmm. I did like kind of the bookend with the friends. Like, yeah. we open with that nighttime outdoor picnic, um, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of sad they have to sneak away from their office just to be yeah. able to talk, and then mm-hmm. we end, you know, with them all up in Angel's suite, like right. ordering takeout, kind of having an indoor picnic. So I like mm-hmm. that. Um, And I really like gun like he's, yeah, you know, they're, they all have some suspicion toward him. Um, but he's really playing it straight. You know, he mm-hmm. says, I made a deal. We all yeah. did. But yeah. it seems like I'm the only one willing to accept it. Um, mm-hmm. And everybody here got something out of it. And <laughs> it was funny. Angel said, fear, mistrust a great motor pool like that was (laughs) that was really cute um yeah and and gun calling spike blondie bear i know was just beyond fantastic (laughs) you know yeah and then when gun jumps into the fight he says i'm all up in the law now but damn it feels good to get my violence on (laughs) yes gun
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> I love it. I know. I love it. I love that Gunn still is connected to, you know, to who he is, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's become a lawyer
1: now. Yep. Um, He still can throw a punch and he enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really enjoyed that. Um, And then, you know, when Gunn was talking about what they all got out of the deal, mm-hmm. I just love the way Wesley says, I did get a rather nice pen. Yes. <laughs> Sterling with my name on it. like It's just so Wesley. It's just so cute. And then Angel, you know, borrows it to kill the damn werewolf. (laughs) 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 Later when Spike's like dramatizing his battle with the werewolf and how long it lasted Mm -hmm. and how brutal it was. Fred said, Angel killed it with a pen. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. That's my favorite part. (laughs) It's so funny. It's so funny. Which reminds me. (laughs) uh <laughs> This episode of Still Dead is brought to you by Wesley's Rather Nice Pens.com. <laughs> In a world where monsters can attack anytime and prophecies can come out of nowhere, you need to be prepared. And that's why Wolfram & Hart Science Lab has designed an all-in-one lightweight portable device you can use to take notes, translate text, and also kill demons. <laughs> the pen is mightier than the sword after all. Oh, I like it. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley's Rather Nice Pens come in sterling for killing werewolves, or antique wood with an ink diluted in holy water for killing vampires. Oh, I like it. Or, for a few dollars more, you can get the double-ended pen, a stake on one side, silver on the other. (laughs) Wolfram and Hart employees get a 10% discount and a bonus cartridge for blood to make signing those immortal soul contracts (laughs) easier than ever. Wow, they have thought of everything. Right? go to NicePens.com and use the code equalopportunitysaver to get your discount today. Or instead, you could choose to take the $3 you might spend on com and give it directly to Chipperish Media so we can keep making the great podcast you love. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But he's just a man after my own heart, you know. I like, no, yes, I know we took over this evil law firm, but look at the stationery. Like- I know <laughs> a man who can appreciate stationery, I'm telling you, right? It's pretty great. Um, and I did appreciate Fred and Spike um, mm-hmm. in this episode and, yeah. and seeing Fred very obviously torn between mm-hmm. helping with Werewolf go- Girl and, and helping Spike. Um, and Spike's story about his history with Wesley. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that Fred is like, oh, God,
0: please. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> I know. It was so great. It was so great. Mm-hmm. And Spike saying, Pop goes the werewolf. Yes. <laughs> it was just really cute. <laughs> and I like them, like, as a team, even though when Spike led Fred to Dr. Royce's office, I don't know that yeah. he did it on purpose, but still it took her where she needed to be and then she just smashed right. that dude over the head and took him out and i was like that's my girl i know i love fred yeah and and i like that he's going to fred cuz he's still not going to go mm-hmm. to angel you know, yeah. And, and he says, "This is the last gasp before eternal fire and brimstone. Let's party!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, I love him so much.
1: <laughs> I know it. It was really good. Um, and yeah. the the Wolferman Hart employees having to sing for lorne Yeah, I thought was really funny. But I'm like, mm-hmm. don't y'all also have a team of psychics around here that can like help with this? I'm not sure psychics are ever reliable, like in any universe. They're just never really that reliable. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, But, and then Angel, I like, I spent the vast majority of this episode incredibly annoyed Mm -hmm. with Angel, but I did like the one line at the end when he told Nina, you know, if you separate yourself from the ones you love, then the monster wins. And then we, you know, finally see him Mm -hmm. going back to his friends, but
0: that's about yeah I it. don't know the whole like the messaging in it kind of annoyed me, uh, but I did yeah. really enjoy something like I love spike, mm-hmm. I love how clear like I love like a protagonist with a clear goal and I mean he wasn't the protagonist of this episode but he's definitely the protagonist of his story and he is very clearly in pursuit of a goal and it's just really nice it just moves through really well whenever we've got a scene with Spike we know what's going on you know yeah. um, so I love the whole thing I love the way he is with Fred you know he's making all these eyes at her and she's not falling for it it's very very cute but also one thing I noticed is that John Billingsley mm-hmm. who plays Dr. Royce um, is one of the people that, like, I, you know, you look at him and you're like, I've seen this guy. Like, yeah. I know this guy. And I was trying to figure out what I knew him from. And so I started going through, like, his whole IMDb thing. And he's one of those guys who has done an episode of every television show that's been made since, like, you know the 90s like he has been in everything but one thing i discovered is that he was in the northern exposure episode it happened in juno which also has a nice little role for james marsters as a bellhop i've watched that episode uh, not too long ago and james marsters is a tiny little baby oh so my cute. god
1: i got so i have the northern exposure dvds around here somewhere oh, i'll yeah. have to look that up
0: I know I haven't watched them in forever and I was like you know what I could really go through northern exposure again that was so fun I loved oh that god show. I
1: have to revisit my crush on that radio DJ that read poetry oh yeah oh yeah oh, that man, was a that good was show <laughs> That was a good show. It was
0: a really good show. Um, I love Spike as the truth teller. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's like my favorite role for him. He comes in and he, you know, basically forces everybody to come to terms with whatever the uncomfortable reality is around them. And I've always enjoyed that. Um, And I love too Angel just killing the werewolf with Wesley's pen. (laughs)
1: like hey can i borrow that pen okay like, can I borrow that pen yeah yeah no it was really good i liked it yeah that part was really funny but mm-hmm. you know pen steak whatever i've got yeah. some stuff i've got a stake mm-hmm. uh i am so sick of jealous wesley oh dear and god just the mention of Knox. like i don't yes. he, he doesn't even have to be on screen Yeah. I just hate him. You know, the whole thing's terrible. It's so Mm -hmm. bad. And, you know, when they're at the beginning at their little picnic and they're talking about their employees and Wesley's like, and you think you can trust him? And Fred wasn't even talking about Knox. And I'm like, oh, my God, this hasn't even started. And I'm already over it.
0: And yeah. Also, if you really like somebody, if you really care about somebody and there's somebody else in their life that might be making them happy, like. You know, you want that. You want what makes them happy. And if you're not it, you're not it. You know, I mean, if you really care about somebody, if you really love them. So I don't know, like the whole jealousy love triangle thing played from the because we're playing it from wesley's
1: perspective yep. you know
0: this isn't about fred trying to make a choice between two men who are both of them putting themselves in the arena because wesley is not if you're into this girl freaking tell her let her make a choice and when she does respect it instead of sitting there and being like whiny
1: and you know bratty the whole time yeah um it's just yeah. it's like the worst of wesley and, i know and i, I don't like it. it i hate it and mm-hmm. then the like fred awkwardness the he's oh, under me. I I mean I'm on top of him. I'm like just spare me. You this, would never say you would, never you would say, say that. I'm his manager is yeah. what you would say, or you would you wouldn't say, say that. I'm over him. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but not. Yeah, he's no. like oh my god. I'm like really.
0: Uh, they're just trying to use language that has a sexual connotation, and it's so awkward it's and so terrible. bad. It's yeah. so
1: bad, and it was just terrible. Um, yeah. and you know the whole damsel in distress thing. Like I'm just done. Yeah. But, yeah. like, Nina as, as a person is fine. Mm-hmm. She's not Ugh. terribly interesting, but she seems no. nice, and she she's doesn't. She's not Gwen. No. She's not Gwen. She's not Gwen. Here you have... These are the same people who wrote Gwen. I, what the hell I, happened? I don't understand it, you know? I don't even know. And, yeah. like, she doesn't want to hurt people, and she's, I you know, know, grappling with being a werewolf or whatever. But yeah. the way that she is used in this episode. Is mm-hmm. so gross. Like, first yeah. of all, her sister, like her sister's kinda awful. Her sister's kinda awful. Like, if the person yeah. who is babysitting for you has a giant bruise around her neck and doesn't know where it came from, yeah, then and you bring her to the hospital. Exactly. You don't leave her yeah. at home and then like And then get mad at her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like I'm glad Angel got there before she could hurt her niece, but he was yeah. like deeply invested in her like back to sketching yeah. her right mm-hmm. why because she's pretty and mm-hmm. blonde because she kind of yep. looks like Darla like yep what's the deal and yep uh, that's all she is is pretty yeah that's all she is and it just annoys me that that's all a woman has to be yeah and you know yeah that's yeah. it and like they're using her as this kind of mirror for angel but mm-hmm. it's so spot on that it felt like an after school special. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's telling her it wasn't you, it was that thing inside and Nina's like, "Oh, like there's a difference." Oh, I'm like, on. "Oh, yes, Angel, let's revisit your your demon." Mm-hmm. Is it you? I mean, come on.
0: And we've done this before and done it much, much better in other places. We've covered this ground and we've covered it better. So why are we doing this again? I know. It
1: was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, God, it was just dumb. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Nina, like trying to feel out Fred about Angel, you know, Mm -hmm. I bet he saves a lot of girls and. At least Fred was like, girls, guys, puppies, he's pretty much an yeah. equal opportunity saver. Like, oh. <laughs> like, do you think he likes me? Like, will you pass him this note? Oh, my God. I know. I'm just done. Like, I'm just yeah. done. And then, the, you know, the goons kidnap her or whatever. And then they chain her up. And then why? Like, why? They have to mm-hmm. hose her down so we can have a wet t-shirt contest as they cut yes. her clothes off. Because yes. I'm like, yes, yeah, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. We get it but right. why the hell are they even doing it? it? makes no sense. I don't know. It's just yeah. so dumb. No, it's awful. It's just so dumb. And then I wrote in my notes, Angel, stop being a dick. Mm-hmm. Because Angel yeah. can be such an ass, especially when he's yeah. brooding over a blonde. Mm-hmm. You know, And Gun is coming in there trying to be supportive. And Angel's like, I don't need a pep talk. Just do your job. I'm like, Angel, right. stop being a dick. Mm-hmm. And I was glad Lorne, like, called him out on his bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I know Angel doesn't really like Spike all that much, but Spike is a champion with a soul who saved the world and Mm -hmm. Buffy, and his situation is dire, and Angel should give at least a little bit of a damn. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, Angel, stop being a dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, like, we get to this dinner party from hell, Mm -hmm. and the bad guy's like, I promised my guest a werewolf. And, you know, Nina bites Dr. Royce. And Angel's like, in a month from now, you'll have one. And I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? Angel? Yeah. No,
0: Angel. Angel. Angel's having some serious, like, issues with morality. Like, if he decides that somebody deserves to die, then they just die. And also, like, okay, there was a werewolf that was dangerous and that was going to kill Nina. But a werewolf doesn't know... Who they doesn't know what they're doing is not in control of what they do. Oz has eaten people, right? you know, and we didn't just kill him. like this guy was just a dude, you know that was like like he did the werewolf doesn't know. So like killing it, I mean, you know, you're a vampire. Can you like knock it out because there's something you can do? Can you control it or something? but like killed that guy, killed that werewolf with absolutely no concern. You know, for the fact that this person is human, you know, 28 other days of the month and, you know, and probably doesn't know or have any control over what they do. But then when it's Nina, when it's a pretty blonde, you know, then he's all about save the werewolf because she hasn't eaten anybody yet. But right. Like, you know, I mean, it's just it's so and then to like. There's Doctor Royce, and Doctor Royce, yes, maybe he deserves it. He set up other people to be eaten alive like that. Like maybe he deserves it, but the bottom line is like he's still human, regardless of what he's done, and he can go to. I mean, I don't know. Like now he's aware. I don't know. Like there's just it just seems to me like it it feels. Really wrong. And it also doesn't feel quite like Angel. Now, Angel has recently lost Connor. Mm-hmm. You know? And if we had some kind of real textual um, you know, kind of confirmation that A, everything he's doing is wrong and people are noticing, which does not seem to be the case. Everybody seems to be fine with it, you know? Yeah um, and that it's not typically Angel. Like if it was textually acknowledged that he's acting you know, that he's acting out. And we knew that it's because he's grieving Connor and he can't tell anybody and nobody can talk about it, and that that's what he needs to heal you know but instead we're going back to this you know well covered ground of it's not the demon inside that needs killing it's the man you know Um, all this stuff which we've done so much better in other places with Angel Um, if if we were using this story to really get at what his grief Mm -hmm. you know and the fact that he can't talk to anybody about this grief that nobody can understand it nobody knows except for Eve and she's useless you know (laughs) so I mean I don't know like all of it feels
1: really weird and off and yeah and and not only yeah. is he willing to let dr royce be eaten alive mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. doesn't break up the terrible executive dinner it. club like right what
0: like he doesn't say stop knock it off and stop eating things yeah you know i mean eating people i mean yeah i don't know like the whole thing is weird the only thing he's concerned about is nina hmm Because she's pretty, so only the pretty girls are worth saving. And also, isn't Angel all about redemption and opportunities for redemption? Like, isn't that kind
1: of his thing? I mean, last time I checked the mission statement, yeah. Yeah. And he just, You know, so if there was a reason for this, if he was acting out of character, we were acknowledging
0: it textually, and it was because of his grief for Connor, I'd be like, all right, you know, at least we're acknowledging that this shit is not okay. But we're acting like it's just fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's just bad. Mm -hmm. Like if, you know, Angel's now operating under, you know, these people I like, so I'm going to save them and these people I don't. And I'm going to be kind of abusive to all of my friends in the process. And I'm like, Angel, stop being a dick. Like, yeah, really. Um, but the whole thing annoyed me so much. I only came up with one research question. Okay. And yours was much it. better. So <laughs> mine is a joke. And then you can ask yours because yours was great. Okay. But my only question was, so a werewolf and a vampire walk into a bar <laughs> on a date and <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> question mark. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. It seems like the the setup for a good joke, but I have absolutely no Ability to finish that joke. So if anybody can finish that joke for us, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, no, I mean, my question is, if a vampire gets bitten by a werewolf, then what happens? I love Does this question. Does it become a vamp wolf? A vamp wolf? Or are you, if you're already one mystical creature, are you then immune to the other mystical possibilities? Is that like a, but it seems to me like, you know, like there might be something. I mean, to that, that, that could have know. been really
1: interesting it could have been interesting have nina bite angel and see what happens have a vampire werewolf yeah 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 that's a bit much yeah Yeah. i don't know i don't know man (laughs) i don't know so i'm just gonna brood um, yes. unleashed was a skipper <laughs> because there's yep. not enough meat here to move the story forward except for werewolf rare and sauced <laughs> spike still trying to resist the pull of hell angel's grumpy and mooning over another blonde and we'll see nina again in later episodes but all you have to know about her is that she's a werewolf girl that angel likes but the next episode has a lot more to offer so let's move into hellbound
0: Hellbound, Spike goes to Fred for help with his little problem of being constantly sucked into hell and she promises to figure out a solution and make him corporeal again. She's putting in crazy hours at Wolfram and Heart and racking up crazy bills trying to solve Spike's problem, something Angel is not that wild about as he really doesn't want Spike there anyway. Meanwhile, Spike's trips into Hell are full of body horror and bleeding ghosts telling tales of the Reaper. At Wolferman Heart, he talks with Angel about the point of doing good things when you know you're going to Hell anyway. And Angel answers with, well, what else are you going to do? But then Spike starts yelling at people no one else can see. A mystical scan of Wolferman Heart shows no ghostly presences aside from Spike, which is strange since a lot of people have died there. I mean, a lot. Like, a lot. Fred figures out a solution to make Spike corporeal again, which requires a massive amount of energy that Gunn manages to get off a big cat in the white room, but it's only good for one go. Down in hell, or actually the Wolfram Heart basement, because it's always a bloody basement, Spike comes face to face with the Reaper, a serial killer named Pavane, who's been throwing all the souls in Wolfram Heart into hell so that he doesn't end up there. Spike throws Pavane into the device and gives up his chance of being corporeal to save everyone else. Angel takes Pavane and puts him in a box where he will live forever, unable to move or touch or feel. Fred promises Spike she'll find some other way to make him corporeal, but Spike is happy with his choice, doing the right thing, just because.
1: Hellbound aired on October 22, 2003. It was written and directed by Stephen Estonite. All right, Dr. Jones, here we
0: have, I think, something that makes up for the blech that was unleashed. Yes. Um, on your perfect happiness scale with we'll Stake This at Zero and Lost Your Soul at Six,
1: where are you with Hellbound? So I gave this a five. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode has always been too scary and gruesome for me. Yeah. I, I don't watch horror. But mm-hmm. on this rewatch, I got a lot more from Hellbound than I expected to. And the Spike character study here was just Fantastic!
0: I know it's so good, and the thing is, like, I hate horror. I don't Mm -hmm. watch horror. You know, we have this whole thing where, like, you know, Angel and Buffy and all of that is supposed to be "quote unquote" horror, but it's really not. It's fantasy, you know. Um, And we don't usually get we get scary moments from time to time, but we don't get like truly scary horror usually going on in either of these shows, right? Mm -hmm. So, um. This episode, however, is, I think, really, like, true horror. And while I, I get very uncomfortable with it, I have a really mm-hmm. hard time with horror, um, I loved it. I thought it was so well done, actually scary, like, effectively scary. And the Spike stuff is so fantastic. I just, I really loved it. I yeah. was kind of surprised
1: how much I loved it. So what did you give it on your pH scale?
0: Oh, I didn't even say a six. I gave see? it a six. You gave it, it gave a perfect, perfect. Six. six.
1: So it is. It is. That, it's
0: a really good episode. I love um, it. Um, even though it even though I hate horror. And I hate like all the things. Like you see, you know, the woman with the shard of glass sticking out of her eye. It's gross. She pulls it out of her eye. I'm like, look, she slices Spike's face with it. The guy chopping off his I mean just I can't I can't I can't I can't it's so terrible it's so terrible but the episode itself is so good and so well done and I really really loved it Mm -hmm. um you know I mean the opening a little bit with you know where we've got this like creepy somebody's coming up on Fred and it's scary you know and then it ends up being Spike and she doesn't care and she tries to pretend that she's scared to like pump up his ego whatever aside from that though like everything like I love all of this stuff I love Spike flirting with her I love the fact that when Angel talks to her about it she's like what do you think I'm stupid she's like I know what he's doing like I love all of that I love this relationship with them and at first it felt like um, like they were floating a romantic test balloon mm-hmm. because they've had Fred paired with Gunn, with Wesley. They had her kiss Angel in that really stupid moment last season. Um, and I was afraid that they were doing that again with Spike in the beginning. But overall, I think it's just that he's flirting with her because that's what Spike does. And she's smart enough to know you know, the difference. Um, I love when she tells him about the Shantz chew prophecy and how Angel's going to be a real boy someday. And <laughs> Spike is just like, oh, goody for him, you know. <laughs> but there's just so much in here with Spike. And, you know, Spike, is it's so difficult because, like, you know, we've talked about he had that hero's death. Um, it was such a wonderful ending for Spike that to have him back, they have to earn it. You know, Mm -hmm. they have to really earn having Spike back, that he's not just there to be cute and funny and wisecracking and the truth teller that he's got stuff going on. And this episode, we have stuff going on. You know, we have, uh, you know, Fred desperately trying to figure out what's going on, spending all manner of money on Spike, which I love, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, $800,000 over a quarterly budget. And the quarter's not over, And the quarter's (laughs) not even over. I love it. And yeah, spend that fucking and money spend the evil money yes. yes spend it Fred you're doing the right thing spend it all make Wolfram and Hart go broke and then leave you know um, <laughs> but I mean I love this haunting of Spike I love these ghosts you know trying to freak him out and that he's puzzling it out you know mm-hmm. and he's also like facing everything he's a vampire ghost here you saw bloody well invented afraid of the dark like he's Standing up to this guy in a way that nobody else probably ever has been able to because this, you know, this guy is creating these horrifying scenarios. But, you know, Spike has kind of seen it all and done most of it, you know. So having been the big bad in so many circumstances, like he's the one who is basically made to solve This problem. And I love the idea, too, of like all the ghosts that should be in Wolfram and Hart, because like so many people, so (laughs) many people have died here. A lot. A lot, (laughs) A lot of people have died here, you know, and there's no ghost. That seems kind of weird, you know, and that he's figuring it out and he's like solving that problem um I mean I love this whole thing I love when they can't when Fred can't see him and he's talking to her and he says I wanted to thank you pet how you tried to help want to tell you what that meant to me and then she's like I'm a genius and he goes yes you are yes you are and he's I love that he's not giving up. You know, he's Mm -hmm. giving up for a moment, but the second Fred has like something hopeful happening, he's in, like he's in it. Um, I love that whole thing. I love when he's like, you're not taking me yet. You're not taking me. He's fighting the whole time. When he figures out how to write Reaper and the steam on the shower window. I mean, I love all of it. I think it's
1: just so great. I do Um, too. And I love that Fred is the one who sees this clearly. Like, yes. she tells Angel, she's like, I'm doing what's right. Remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she tells, you know, Wes and Gunn, she's like, you don't understand what's happening. Spike is being pulled into hell. And Gunn's like, yeah, I figured. And I know. <laughs> Wesley's like, of course. And of course. Gunn's like, what where else is he going to go? Exactly. <laughs> but, oh, my God. You know, and, and Angel says, not everyone can be saved. And I'm like, yeah. Angel. Dude, That's your
0: whole thing. D- what?
1: Your like, whole thing is everybody be a, can be saved. You know, that but, is exactly the whole thing. But yeah. they can't shake Fred, and she's like, yeah. no. Spike is worth saying, and I'm going to do this. And when she finally figures something out and she's like, damn, I'm good. I was like, yes, you are, honey. Yes, you are. I love it. I (laughs) love
0: it. I think it's so great. It's so fantastic. I love when she's like, this thing is powerful enough to light up Ghost City. Anything remotely spectral around here is about to get the tinglys. I love how badass she is through the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not some idiot schoolgirl with a crush. Um, This is, I think, my favorite. Fred that Mm -hmm. we've had so far Um, she's been pretty badass she's one of the things that you know made season four bearable Um, but she's just doing such such a great job and you know here's the thing After the uh, medium dies, right, and there's blood spit all over Fred, like that is such a horrifying moment, you know, and then we have her in the shower washing up after that. And as I'm watching her in the shower, you know, naked and vulnerable, I'm like, oh, my God, Cordelia isn't there. There isn't a woman that she can trust. There's Eve, yeah. But whatever. um, That she can like pull into, you know, to be like sit with her while she's getting cleaned up after an experience like that. Like there's nobody there. And then I'm like, she can't invite any of the men into the shower with her because they've all had the romantic test balloons. They've all, you know, so I'm just like, God, it's just terrible. I mean, maybe Lorne, you yeah. know, and not because he's not like a real man because he's coded gay or whatever. Like so that he's he's like a girl. He's not one of the girls. He's absolutely a man. But. You know, he hasn't, he would respect her. He would not objectify her. He would not sexualize her in that kind of a situation, you know. Um, But he's not there with her. Nobody's there with her. You know,
1: and when Angel called her into his office, Mm -hmm. you know, to get on to her about how much she was spending, she thought he was going to give her the same, you need to take care of yourself talk that Wesley did. Mm -hmm. And, but Angel doesn't, like, he's not watching out for her. He's, yeah. he's not concerned about how she's right. doing, you know, anymore. Yeah. Um. So I think she's, you know, she's on her own in a way here. Right. Because she's really isolated in that lab. But she's also like she's the one who's holding out to help Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of put her, you know, Spike is alone in this episode when they can't see him and hear him. Mm-hmm. And most of the work that Fred's doing on his behalf, she's also doing alone right Um, and
0: nobody's caring for Fred right you know which bothers me and then like the thing is is that you know you're going into the shower cleaning off the blood from the woman who just died all over you you know that's a traumatizing thing but yet because she's a naked woman in a shower she's going to be sexualized by pretty much everybody there or actually by the show you know and then Spike shows up and granted he's not corporeal he's being pulled into hell he's got other things on his mind than sex and if he wasn't being pulled into hell and he was corporeal he probably would have completely objectified her in that circumstance. But it's, there was something really nice about having Fred be naked in the shower and not sexualized and not objectified. Um, That was kind of nice in a really weird way Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, because you, that's always what happens. If a woman is in a shower in a show, it is an opportunity to sexualize her in pretty much every circumstance and have that not happen. And this is about, you know, Spike, figuring something out, you know, and then being able to write Reaper in the steam. And then she goes in and she says, look, at look for the Reaper. It just came to me in the shower. You know, <laughs> um, I loved all of that. I really yeah. enjoyed it and I thought it was really good. Um, but I also really liked the Reaper. Yeah, like this serial killer, like he was good. And the um, the dialogue that they gave him was so fantastic. He was an eternity of suffering for your sins. But first I get to play. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this creepy little know all your hiddens. Dirty red things you've done. Then fell in love, won himself a soul. No more dirty things. Thinks himself special. Hell still Weights. I mean my god, yeah. it's creepy as hell. It's so good. It is
1: creepy and when they're talking about him and I love how it plays into the history of Wolfram and Hart. Yes. You know because mm-hmm. guns like, hey, this Reaper sounds like their idea of employee of the month. Um, right. But the fact that, you know, Wolfram and Hart were they had determined where they wanted to build the LA branch mm-hmm. and they needed to unconsecrate the ground. Yeah. So they use the blood of a serial killer to do it. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, of course. Right. That's what they did. And he's been yes. there this whole time. Yeah. You know, feeding Just people taking all the ghosts. over yeah. into hell. And you're like, yeah, that is so believable. And oh, what, absolutely. And I loved it because like now we know, I mean, Spike is, you know, not a ghost. Fred says mm-hmm. he's unique. She's never seen anything like him. Mm-hmm. But he's not actually being pulled into hell. Right. So, like, what that means for him, mm-hmm. it's just, it's so interesting, like, how oh much stuff God, it opens yeah. up. It's so Oh, good. and
0: I love, I love the way that he's, he is the big bad. He used to do this. He used to play the role of Pavane. Let's not forget Spike also a serial killer right right? so you know this moment where he says reality bends to desire and guess what i want to do now you prissy son of a bitch like i love that in the middle of this unbelievably creepy circumstance
1: spike remembers who he is well i mean if desire is the key to shaping that reality
0: Mm-hmm. Nobody
1: is more in touch with their desire than Spike. Exactly. Like know, in, in all the ways, right? Like yeah. this is a man mm-hmm. who knows what he wants. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And that has always strengthened him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was so good. I mean, that it's all of really, that was really so good. good. Oh, it's incredibly good. The dialogue
0: here was just amazing. Stephen S. Knight did an amazing job with this. Um, there was so much really great stuff. And, you know, we've got all this body horror, right? Which is mm-hmm. not my thing. But Noelle LaCroix, my co-host over on Still Pretty, where we talk about Buffy, loves body horror. And I almost want to just show her this episode. Yeah, she's got to watch she this. she has <laughs> to say about it. Because yes. I think she'd have amazing things to say. Um, and the thing is that, like, I hate that. All of that stuff. I still, I still can hear the sound of the fingers. Oh, I can yeah. still hear it. It is still in my head. And it's, it's just awful. Um, I mean, really, really, really good. And I jumped more in this episode, I think, than I have in all of Buffy and Angel combined. Yeah, it's really scary. more. It's- it is incredibly scary. Yeah. But so well done. Like, even though it's, it's like, you know, something that I hate. Like, I hate it. I hate this stuff. I would never willingly watch horror it puts me in the fetal position for hours but damn it's good yeah it's really really good and i love this relationship with angel and spike too which I think is just fantastic. Um, You know, when he says, (laughs) so what's on the agenda, rousing a nest of venomous retirement plans? (laughs) He's still (laughs) mocking Angel, which is so adorable. And then when he wants to hang out, when they're just spending time together, you know, Um, they're really very much like brothers. And then they have this whole discussion. You're going to hell. We both are. Then why do we even bother trying to do the right thing? Why make a difference? And then Angel just says, what else are you going to do?
1: Yeah. You know? And I loved it so much when they, you know, they were telling each other, like, I don't really like you all that much. And yeah. it's like, I never liked you, Liam, even when you were evil. But Angel says, there was one thing about you, though. Yeah. I liked your poems. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, oh my God! That is the God. sweetest. It's the thing. sweetest thing. But then Spike comes right back and says, "You like <laughs> Mary like Marlowe." <laughs> but that that exchange I love was that. so great.
0: Oh my God! It was so good. It was so great. It was so so great. Um, I also loved I mean Wesley didn't get much but I love that he figures out the thing that, that got the medium wasn't Spike you yeah. know he's like there's something else here at Wolfram and Hart something else a hell of a lot worse like he knows there's no reason why Spike would do that because and it's not that oh Spike wouldn't do that it's, it's not in Spike's best interest right and Spike is always going to do what's in his best interest so I like that Wesley sees that and holy shit did I love that medium oh, I loved God. that medium that medium was everything that Nina failed to be in the last she episode. She was so great. Oh my god and she's played by Dory Barton who was Ewan McGregor's secretary in Down With Love which is another movie that I absolutely adore and I remembered her from that. I was like I know I've seen her before. I always do this IMDB search where I'm like who is that? I know I know that person. Uh-huh. You know? I mean I just love I have Pilates at the crack of why am I awake so we're <laughs> going to move this right along. <laughs> um, clear your minds which judged by the looks of you shouldn't be that hard.
1: <laughs> and Francis should should we hold hands? And she says, only if you're lonely. <laughs> she was so great. Oh, no, now
0: zip it and let me do my sweet funky. I mean, I <laughs> love her so much. And already, like, in the 30 seconds that she was on screen and alive, she was so much more interesting than Nina was. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was so, so great. I mean, as far as perfect happiness, like, the bulk of the episode is perfect. Happy for steakless. This I really don't have much. Um, the, the thing where, you know, they're trying to make it look like it's a big, creepy thing sneaking up on Fred, but it's just Spike. It's like whatever. Then there was Lorne on the phone. It was just a throwaway thing with some starlet where he's like, you know, uh, he's like, so you put on a couple of pounds, you know, and I'm just like, oh. God and then I was like you know it's got to be the you know this is the way the Hollywood treats women it's terrible and then I was like you know what I'm presuming that he's talking to a woman Mm -hmm. you know just because the you know he says stop crying you put on a few pounds but like men in Hollywood are treated that way too so I don't know I mean maybe not as bad as women the expectation of how actually thin they should be isn't I think as bad but you know there's a lot of that on both men and women in Hollywood so I I, it not annoyed me, but at the same time I was like, well, it annoys me for both genders. So whatever. (laughs) For all genders, yes. Um so for research mode, Mm -hmm. I come I keep coming back to that amulet. Me too. Right? So if this was meant for angel, meant to be worn by Angel, then this ultimate outcome was meant for Angel and that was the plan of the senior partners or was it the powers who gave him the amulet like what's the point like that the team would be so distracted trying to save Angel that they would be able to interfere with like dastardly Wolfram and Hart business but when Spike died that was before Angel and the team were even offered Wolfram and Hart so was that the plan for the senior partners at the time was it even about Wolfram and Hart. Like, did they offer them Wolfman Hart as Plan B when when Angel didn't take the amulet? I I don't I don't understand
1: any of what this means for no. And what's did going did on. Wolfram and Hart even know about the Reaper or was it just yeah, like they yeah. they were going to keep A- Angel tied to that amulet until they decided how to use him in the apocalypse? Or I, I guess I, I, right. I don't know. What is the what was the
0: pl- Man, you know yeah. Um, so I don't know none of that makes any sense to me but you know maybe well I mean I don't remember it ever becoming terribly clear but it's been a little while since I've seen season five so I'm going to keep an eye out for the answers to those questions and for everybody out there who is shouting at your <laughs> podcast app because you know the answer and I don't. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't, don't remember discord. either. Like somebody. it genuinely puzzles yeah, me. I, I genuinely don't remember. Um, we've got all this whole dark soul thing, mm-hmm. right? You know, and in a show about a vampire with a soul and in a world, you know, the Buffyverse in which the soul is kind of the key to being good, kind of, you know, even though the show nicely blurs that line philosophically and, and has a lot of like crunchy gray area space with how good does the soul actually make you this whole like, you know, register of the dark souls seems a pretty casual usage of the word soul, you know? So are they saying something about the dark soul versus the lack of a soul? Because they're talking about Angelus in there and he's like, I didn't even have a soul when I did those things. (laughs) Okay, that was really funny. So he can't be a dark soul (laughs) because he doesn't have a soul. Or were they just careless in their terminology?
1: Yeah, it was almost like the Reaper was a dark spirit
0: and they were just mm-hmm.
1: using words differently but also the reaper was human so yeah i do serial the killers reaper have soul? a soul and like he says you know the reaper tells spike like you have a soul therefore mm-hmm. this torment in hell will will torture you forever and i was like okay yeah. wait does that mean you have to have a soul to go to hell uh
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. And I don't know. There's no clarity on it. And I don't necessarily need clarity. I just want to know that anything they're doing is deliberate. And I think that's where I get thrown off. Like, if I know that there's that they know, even if they're not making it clear in the text, if I know that they know and that they're dripping little breadcrumbs and you can follow them somewhere, Mm -hmm. you know, then that's great. But as it is, I'm like, there's breadcrumbs. Are they going anywhere? I don't know you know? Um, so I don't know. It's a little bit weird. Um, I really like the philosophy of, you know, why do good things if you're going to hell anyway? You know, what else are you going to do? You're here, right? You know, like, what else are you going to do? And it's a little bit. um it's, it's not quite if nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do, you know, which is fantastic, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of, Nice. I sort of I liked it a little bit. I thought it was kind of fun. Um, But I have to say that once again, the most confusing element of this for me was Angel's moral compass Mm -hmm. issue. Because, okay, Pavane is a serial killer. He's terrible. He's done terrible things. He's obviously a bad, bad guy. Right. We're not going to save that soul. Like I get it, you know. But to lock him in a box while he's conscious, unable to move or touch or feel or to affect anything in the world around you, right? Like that, that is a very disturbing idea of, and I understand, you know, that he's a bad guy and he did terrible things, but that kind of punishment and also like if he ever gets out of that box yeah. if anything ever happens and he gets out of that box he's going to be a million times worse than he was in the first place well, you know
1: especially after angel's experience of being locked uh, in a metal box and dropped to the yeah. bottom of the ocean like he yeah. knows exactly the he hell. remembers that yeah i mean what the, that is that is and, hell. And he
0: done you and if, if pavane deserves it then so does angel because angel while he was angelus Did a lot of stuff like that, like Spike and Angel and Pavane, you know, the difference is Pavane had a soul when he did it, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, Angel did those things, too. And I mean, granted, he's he's sorry and he's on a path to redemption and atonement and all that kind of stuff. And he wouldn't hurt anybody now, which makes him different from Pavane. And you don't want to have Pavane wandering around in the world like you definitely. But you couldn't. You couldn't put him in some kind of cryogenic sleep. You couldn't. Yeah. Ha- uh, mercy. Yeah. Like a little like even for people who don't deserve it. I mean, that's kind of what mercy.
1: Well, is. yeah. Like, and, you know? But interestingly, like we heard from Angel on the first episode of this season when the guy mm-hmm. said, you know, what happened to Mercy? And Angel said, yeah. you just saw the last of it. Like, yeah, that seems to I be think so. his new M.O. And, you know, as they're locking Pavane mm-hmm. up, Spike mm-hmm. tells Fred, you know, there are worse things than being a ghost. Yeah. And also that storage basement, that was not yeah. the only box. No. That, you know, and that means Wolfram and Hart's got more people like that. And it's. Yeah, but you gotta, you've gotta knock them out at least. Yeah. I mean, I
0: understand that you can't send him to hell and you can't keep him here, and he's just gonna cause trouble. But like, it's it's inhuman. Yeah. And it, it was it's, it's cruel. And I understand that he's a bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't believe in in uh, no punishment is gonna bring the people he killed back. No punishment is gonna undo anything that he did. And
1: it just feels. So wrong to me. Yeah, it did to me, too, because I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, you you need to lock him up and dispower him. Mm -hmm. But not like that. Not conscious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I mean,
0: you know, do some kind of cryogenic thing. Do some kind of sleep. Do some Mm -hmm. kind of something. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just it's not it's it's really, really wrong and and really disturbing and angels angels moral compass is on the fritz yeah it is serious but it, it worked
1: perfectly with the horror of this episode yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it does, yeah. but it
0: makes Angel look not that much better Yeah, than, you know, than the people they're trying to stop, which I think is a really, really interesting kind of crunchy space to be, but I'm not certain they're doing it deliberately. So I don't know. I mean, that line about you just saw the last of mercy, I think maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to remember if we come out of this, if we pull out of this nosedive. And I'm, I don't remember if we do, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. But on that, I'm going to brood. Hellbound is probably... Probably my favorite episode of Angel so far. It's smart, effective, actual horror. And even though I hate horror, I love that it does what it does so well. It's a watcher because it's a huge moment for Spike and for Fred. And it ends the Spike being pulled into hell pressure. But
1: really, it's just so freaking good. Yeah. I love it. It's really good. I mean, scary and hard
0: to watch, but really good. It is scary and really hard to watch. And I don't think I'd watch it again willingly.
1: Mm -mm. (laughs) No, I was like, no, this is the scary one. I can't. can't, can't. It is so scary. There's (laughs) actually
0: a lot of legit scary stuff this season, not to spoil. But there's a couple more like that as we go through the season. And I remember them being really good, but really, really tough to watch.
1: Mm -hmm. So let's focus on the good stuff, though. Kelly, what is making you thirsty this week? Well, to quote Sherlock, you know, smart is the new sexy. Oh and yeah! Between Gun being like, "I'm all up in the law now," but damn, it feels good to get my violence on, and Fred being yeah. like, "Damn, I'm good." I'm like, "Yes, yes, confidence, <laughs> smart, yes." That's keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, so good, so good. All right, so what's your favorite part? Oh God, I think Angel telling Spike that he liked his poetry. And- <laughs> oh, I know it's so you sweet. Know. And Spike refusing, you know, to surrender to hell. And that medium, yeah. Like I, oh, the medium was so great. Oh, she was so great. She was so. There's a lot of good. What stuff. about you? What's your favorite part? God, you know, when Spike
0: starts fighting back against Pavane, Mm. you know, we've seen this before with Cordelia's I'm a bitch moment in Room with a View. We've seen Spike's coming back to fight against Robin Wood uh, in the last season of Buffy and Never Leave Me. Um, I love the not today moment. You know, what do we tell death, Arya? Not to fucking (laughs) day. You know, and I just... I love those moments. I love that that where somebody is just being beat to hell, but they get up and they keep fighting and they discover themselves again. Yeah, and I I love that moment with Spike. I think it's great.
1: I do deserve to go to hell, but not today. Like yes, today, badass blondie bear. we want to hear about your favorite part so to join in the discussion on twitter follow lonnie at lonnie dion and me at dr kelly jones and use the hashtag still dead still dead and everything chippers media produces is made free and ad free by the generous patrons who support us to the tune of a dollar a month or more and make it possible for us to get our serious girl spectacles on and help spike with his bloody little problem <laughs> <laughs> Visit patreon.com chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by
0: the Chipperish media producers who support us on Patreon at the power producer level. These people are the reason why Still Dead is coming to you free and ad free right now. So thank you to our October producers, Jonathan, Noel, Kristen, Alyssa, Alice, Erica, Shelley, Abigail, and Sarah. And this week's special message for our power producers Reality bends to desire, and guess what I want to do right now, you prissy son of a bitch? Visit patreon.com slash and find out how you too
1: can become a still-dead producer. Other ways to show your support? Write a great review on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends about the show, or clear your minds, which judging by the looks of you shouldn't be that hard. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we'll be back next time with season five, episodes five and six Life of the Party and the Cautionary Tale of Numero Cinco, both of which are skippers. Until then, zip it and let me do my sweet funky.